But You Don't Look Sick, episode 10. 10 episodes. I can't believe I've recorded that many already. I guess in the grand scheme of things, 10 episodes really isn't that much, but we're moving into double digits here, my friends. So let's jump right into breast surgery. I remember after I got my first biopsy, um, coming home and just being in this weird state of we don't know if it's breast cancer, but it could be breast cancer. We're kind of sure it's breast cancer, but let's hold out hope that it's not breast cancer. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and saying, you know, if this comes back positive, I want a double mastectomy. And I said that with just so much certainty. It wasn't from an emotional standpoint or anything. Maybe I was angry in that moment. I just said, this is what I want. Like, I know that I want to do this. And my mom, you know, maybe because I'm her daughter, maybe because she was just shocked, maybe she feels a different way. I don't know. In that moment, she said, are you, are you crazy? Are you crazy? That just seems a little extreme. And I think I hung up on her actually after that, because I was just like, no, it's not extreme. Everybody comes from this from from a different personal standpoint. And for me, I just remember feeling like whatever the outcome of this biopsy is, if it is positive, I want to get in front of this thing. I want to have total control of what happens next. I mean, little did I know I really didn't have that much control over what happened next. I couldn't really control the disease. I couldn't necessarily control the treatments that I was going through, but I felt like surgery was a part where I had some say. Now that's not the case for everyone. You know, there are so many different kinds of breast cancer and tumor size and all of these different variables that go into your diagnosis that your doctors will say to you, these are your surgery options. These are your reconstruction options. And these are not your options. So when I went in and I got diagnosed that first day, um, I was, like I said, I was at the hospital for the rest of the day. My appointment was in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning. And I didn't go home from the hospital till I think like three 30, I was there the whole day. And my nurse navigator, she was with me the whole time. Um, and towards the end of that day, she said to me, in my experience, most women already have an idea in their head, what they want as far as surgery. Do you have an idea in your head? And I said, yes, I want a double mastectomy. And she said, okay. And, um, she said, and she reassured me, she wasn't trying to talk me out of anything. And she said, I think that's probably the best as well. She said, but I'm going to tell you that getting your doctor to agree with you, um, you know, not that it's going to be hard, but just that you need to go in there and know why you're doing these things. And I said, okay. And to me, I went into my doctor and I said, I want a bilateral mastectomy. And he said, okay. And he laid out the fact that taking my other breast, doing a prophylactic mastectomy on my right breast was not in any way going to reduce my chances of reoccurrence because with my specific case, I was not in a high risk for breast reoccurrence, um, breast cancer reoccurrence in my other breast, my non-infected breast. So I, that was, that was, you know, right away he needed to say that. And I needed to also know that, that doing, taking my right breast was not going to reduce my risk. So then again, I had to kind of reassess why am I taking my right breast? Um, for me, I knew that 
this is something that I, I wanted to do. This is the outcome that I wanted mentally. I mentally, I did not want to have this reminder of what was on my right side. I just didn't want to look at my right breast differently than my left. I wanted symmetry. Um, and I just kind of felt like, let's just do it all in that moment. So my breast surgeon also explained to me how big of a surgery a mastectomy is not just one, but now you're going to do two and how much longer the surgery would be, the risk of infection, all these kinds of things. And that's what your breast surgeon is supposed to do. So if you kind of feel like your surgeon is not on board with you, I can guarantee you that's probably not it, or at least it wasn't in my case. Once I explained mentally, like what was going on in my head and why I automatically jumped at a bilateral mastectomy, my surgeon was very supportive and, um, he was very caring and he, he agreed that that was probably the best if that was what was going to make me feel good. So I just kind of want to put that out there because I've, I've talked with women before who have said, you know, my breast surgeon was not really supportive of me wanting a bilateral mastectomy. And I don't think that it's that they won't support you in it. It's just, they have to lay out the medical risks and they have to lay out, you know, everything that goes into a mastectomy. And they also have to lay out whether or not, you know, you're at a high risk for that. But I I just knew that this was what I wanted. So that's kind of, that's kind of something to take away is that, um, I knew I was doing this for peace of mind and that's okay. Um, you know, I had to go through chemotherapy and that was months of that before I ever got to the breast reconstruction phase or just the breast surgery phase. So after chemo, I met with obviously my breast surgeon. I had told him what I wanted. He laid out the risks. He laid out all of those kinds of things. And he, and I need, I got very specific as to explain to me exactly what we're doing when we go in there. And he spent a lot of time with me in the room with my nurse navigator explaining every detail of the surgery. That put me at ease because I was like, I just want to know, you know, when you go in there, what type of incision do you think you're going to make? All of these things. He also explained to me that, um, that I could get away with a partial mastectomy on my left side. But that's the thing you know, everybody is so different and everybody's tumor is in a different place. And so, you know, you can get away with so many different scenarios. You can get away with a lumpectomy, just taking out a very small portion, um, of the tumor and breast tissue, a partial mastectomy, which would be, you know, probably half of your breast and then a full mastectomy taking the whole breast. There's also nipple sparing, um, mastectomy where you can keep your nipple. There's so many different, um, ways of going about this. And so I really wanted my doctor to tell me what, what we were going to do. Cause I didn't want any surprises. And even though things can change, I just wanted a general idea. And he said, right off the bat, you're not going to keep your nipple on my left side. My tumor was right it was like right two centimeters from my nipple, but then it stretched out and kind of connected to this weird other tumor at some point, um, that was kind of underneath my nipple. So he said, there's no way that you're keeping your nipple. I really didn't care to be completely honest. I can say that the surgery aspect of all of this was not 
kind of like what made me the most emotional. I was okay with losing my breasts. Um, I had four kids. I had breastfed all four of them. I kind of felt like my boobs had served their purpose. So for me, it wasn't as emotional as I know it is for so many women, especially young women who have not had kids yet, have not had the opportunity if they wanted to breastfeed to do that. Also women who maybe you're not, you have, you're not married yet. I've been married for almost 12 years. I kind of feel like Chris got 12 years of nipples. Like, great, we're over it. We're done. But for other women where you have to go into a relationship or you, that's just a piece of you that, you know, there's just, there's so much, it's so personal and so emotional. Like there's just so much that goes into this surgery that it's, it's hard. And I can understand that it, it wasn't as hard of a decision for me because I felt like everything was already laid out. I had my kids, Chris could care less one way or the other. He just wanted me to stay alive. Um, he just wanted me to be happy with whatever the outcome was. So if I wanted a nipple, if I didn't want a nipple, like whatever, if I wanted a boob, no, he didn't care. So, you know, that I had time to think about that for a while. Um, and then finally we met with my breast surgeon. He told me all of those things and he asked me, you know, are you thinking about reconstruction at the time when he asked me that I had no idea. Um, I went back and forth through chemo thinking, do I want reconstruction? Reconstruction is a whole other ball game. Do I want to just close this chapter? Do I want to just cut these things off, sew them up and just be flat chested? Um, I didn't know. I didn't know how I would feel about that. Um, there, it's crazy how, how much society puts this image out there that a woman is curvy, that a woman has boobs, that a woman has cleavage, that a woman has long hair, that a woman has eyelashes and eyebrows and all of these things that we, we feel like there's just pressure on us to look this certain way to be considered a woman or to be considered beautiful or to be considered feminine. And all of these things were running through my head. Like, you know, do I just want to say F you to the world? Like, I don't need boobs. I don't need hair. I don't need, like, I just had all of this emotion and anger wrapped up inside this surgery. Um, and that goes for just my cancer journey in general. Um, cancer made me face 30 years of my identity. Um, I always felt that I was incredibly strong, incredibly confident, not in a cocky way or a narcissistic way or a self-absorbed way or a vain way. I just felt like I was always confident with who I was. Um, I was confident. I was just strong. I was outspoken. I was all of these things. Confident and cancer made me step back and say, why? Why? Why was I confident? Why was I strong-willed? Um, why was I so independent? Wh why was I all of these things? And, you know, it, it brought up a lot of things. Like Chris and I talked about um, in the caregiver episode, you know, just just realizing that asking for help and all of these other things are not a sign of weakness. When I grew up in a household where 
my mom was tough, man. And she grew up in a tough household and not in a bad way, just in a, you know, we don't show any sign of weakness, that crying is a weakness, um, that you're here to be strong, that, you know, just, you know, just suck it up, buttercup, like buck up, get your head down and you just push through. Um, that's how I was. That's how I've always been is just like, suck it the fuck up. And what I was realizing through cancer was that, that, that that may not necessarily have been me all of these years, that maybe I was just putting on this front of being so strong and so confident, but what was really making me confident? What was really the driving force behind that? What was that? What was the purpose behind any of that? When now I'm sitting here in the face of being bald with no eyebrows, with no eyelashes, um, making the decision to cut off my boobs. And I was kind of left sitting there thinking, why? Um, and it goes back to just the fact that growing up, I there was just always this emphasis on, you know, Kelsey being so cute. Like, oh, she's so pretty and she's so cute. And all of those things are great and wonderful. But those were things that I was told all the time growing up is that you're so pretty and all of these things. And so I really felt like a lot of my identity was wrapped up in my looks. Um... And that that was something that I could fall back on for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know why. You, It's all of the, I'm unraveling like 30 years of craziness here. Um, and so cancer took all of that away. And I was just kind of left with this shell of myself sitting there thinking like, who do I want to become out of this? Um, I so desperately did not want to go back to who I was and not that who I was before cancer was bad at all. I just, I didn't know the reasoning behind some of the way, the, th- the way I acted or some of the things that I had thought up in my head, which what made me a strong person or, um, what made me independent or all of these things. Was it just because I'm out to prove to other people or I'm out to prove that I'm not just a pretty face, you know, out there for whatever reason. It's not like I even use my face for anything. I'm a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> like none of it made sense, but in the face of cancer and sitting there and thinking, you know, I'm going to choose this surgery for what reason, for what purpose, and what do I want to get out of it? So that's kind of where I was for a while. Um and when it was time to meet with my plastic surgeon, I didn't know I remember sitting there and him saying, you know, and Chris was sitting there and he said, so do you want to do reconstruction? And I just looked at him and said, I don't know. Like it's a whole other surgery, multiple surgeries, because it's not like you just come out of surgery with these fantastic boobs and that's it. Um, I would have to have tissue expanders placed in after my bilateral mastectomy. That was going to be months of expanding those because I knew I would be doing radiation. So then after tissue expanders, you have to have an exchange surgery. After an exchange surgery, you have to wait a little while and see how everything settles in. And then if you want revisions made or 
all of these other things. And so I just didn't know if I wanted to keep doing surgery after surgery when at this point I'm walking away with my life. Like why do I need to cosmetically do all of these other things? I should just be in this state of perpetual gratefulness and take this second chance at life and just keep it moving. But I didn't know. And it took me really researching, talking to a bunch of women and seeing a lot of mastectomy results. Um, I remember sitting in my plastic surgeon's office and he brought in this, this book of reconstruction. And I don't even think it was his book. I don't know where he got this book. I don't know how it came about, but I've assured him since then that he needs to get a new damn book because this book did not portray anything. It, it scared me. I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Like, I don't know if this is this is what I want to come out looking like. You know, like I just, I didn't see great reconstruction jobs, which is why I'm saying, I don't know if this was his book. Mental note to go back and ask him where that book came from. But a bilateral mastectomy, it's not a pretty thing. It's not, it's, it, none of it is. But I just kept thinking, you know, what do I want to come out looking like? So that was really hard for me to come to terms with. Um, and it actually was the week before I got, I was going in for surgery that I made the decision to go in and I said, okay, I think I'll go ahead and do reconstruction. Um, basically because after doing a ton of research and talking to a ton of women, you know, you can always opt to do, um, reconstruction after. So you can have your mastectomy and then let everything heal and all of that kind of stuff and then go back in and get tissue expanders placed and you can do reconstruction later at a different time whenever you want to do it or even if you're not cleared to do it for a couple years and then go back in those that's an option um but since I knew I was going through radiation I knew that there was going to be a lot of scar tissue that was going to build up on my left side which my plastic surgeon had explained to me will make it you know a slightly more difficult to get in there and achieve the result that I wanted to achieve after all that scar tissue had built up and you know that's months and months of healing so if you know if I if I was even thinking about doing reconstruction then I should probably go with the tissue expanders um, and I can always choose to then not exchange them, you know, like, cause the tissue expanders give you a little bit of a sense of what would be there when you go in for an exchange surgery. Um, and so, you know, he said that you always have the option of one, not filling the tissue expanders two filling the tissue expanders and then not reconstructing. And then three completely reconstructing and choosing at a later time. I don't like the implants. Let's take these bad boys out. So he said, you know, you have more options if you choose to do the reconstruction. Um, and I just kind of felt like, okay, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm iffy about it and if I just don't know if I want it, the tissue expanders are at least going to be my, my middle ground. That's going to be the area where I can say, okay, I want to push forward or you know what? I just don't like the aesthetic of this. I don't, I don't like any of this. Let's back it down. Let's not even reconstruct. So I felt like that gave me the options and I chose, I went in a week before, um, that and said, okay, we'll go ahead and, and reconstruct. Let's do the tissue expanders and all that kind of stuff. But that took me, that took me a while to get to that point because I just didn't know 
how I felt um, about anything. And it really was, it really just went back to like, is my identity so wrapped up in my boobs, you know? And for, for a lot of people, I think that that's a yes. And I know talking to so many breast cancer um, fighters that, you know, they talk about their, their pre-cancerous boobs. And I can tell you right now, I mean, maybe my situation was different because my boobs had been through like war as far as breastfeeding for kids. But before I had kids, I was a natural full D, you know, and they were just, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm like a petite kind of person. I'm five, four, but I had natural D boobs. I hated them when they happened in high school. It was like overnight, these things just popped up and I used to wear multiple sports bras to kind of like minimize their size because I was like, oh my gosh, they're just too big and I don't know what to do with these things and nobody else has this big of boobs right now. And I felt incredibly insecure about them when I was young. I loved them as I got a little bit older. I was like, okay, this is what makes me me. This is, I'm so womanly. I'm this, I'm that, like with these boobs. Um, and then I had kids and slowly, but surely they went from a D to a deflated D to a C to a saggy C. And then finally after Odette, I mean, maybe you could, the skin you could push into like a full B cup. I mean, I don't even know. All I know, they were like chicken cutlets just hanging out there. So they weren't great, but I never thought about a boob job. Like that was never on my radar. I just kind of feel like this is what, this is what my body has gone through to have kids and I'm fine with it. I didn't, I really didn't even think about boobs. So then going through reconstruction and everything, I, or going through, um, the breast cancer process, I was all of a sudden thinking about boobs and, you know, what do I want them to look like? And, um, you know, how, how big would I want them? And just all of these things. And so I really was, you know, just breaking down these layers of, you you know, I'm expected to want reconstruction. I'm expected to want boobs, um, and all of these things. And it just really, it really was a process. And I remember Chris just trying to relive this process (laughs) with me. Um, And he, you know, he was like, I never knew any of this was in there because, you know, you've always just seemed so secure and so confident um, and so strong and all of these things. And it really was like, that's because I felt like I had to be my whole life. I felt like I had to be this incredibly strong kind of detached, unemotional human Um, because that was what made me strong. That was what made me independent. And what I realized was that maybe that wasn't really me this whole time, that I am an emotional person and that's okay. (laughs) It's okay to be an emotional person. It's okay to, um, identify those things about yourself. It's also okay to want to change. And I knew that throughout this cancer process, I so badly wanted to change, not only, to change the way that I felt about myself, but to change the way that other women felt about themselves. Um, you know, the fact that I had, I had women in the, 
in the infusion center, when I would go in there, I would go in there, you know, with no wig or anything. And I would have older women say to me how brave I was for not wearing a wig and that, you know, they just felt like at their age, they, they had to wear a wig, that they had to hide their disease. And I just felt like, why, why, why do we, why are we putting this, this imaginable pressure on ourselves to look okay in the face of cancer to, you know, still try and be pretty and womanly and all of these things in the face of cancer. Like we should be able to walk around bald, flat chested and fucking pissed going through this. And that is our right. We have the right to want to feel that way throughout this disease. But somehow as women, we, there's still like this pressure that we feel like we have to somehow be a lady or womanly throughout this thing. And I was just, I had so many mixed emotions going through this that I was like, oh, like I just don't know. So I also just had this thing in my head and this could definitely just be a me thing where I've never really wanted breast implants. Um, I'm an all natural kind of gal And so I just kind of felt like I don't want these foreign things in my body. Um, And so that was something that I struggled with a lot too, was like getting these things. What is this, what does this say about me? And, um, you know, these are things I never wanted. And that's where the whole a mastectomy and a boob job thing comes in. And you may be listening to this thinking, well, oh, nobody really says those things or nobody can really compare a boob job and a mastectomy. Let me just tell you firsthand experience here that they do. People do absolutely say to you, oh, well, you know, at least, at least it's a free boob job. And I, I swear to you that people say this. It has been said to me. Um, I don't think anybody is saying it in you know, in a disrespectful way, I, I think that they just, you know, try and be funny or make light of the situation. And if you, I mean, I can say this, if you are a breast cancer patient and you joke about this, that is your right. You have lived and have gotten to a point where you can look back and make light of the situation and joke about it. But if you have not gone through a mastectomy or breast cancer yourself and reconstruction and all of these surgeries that go along with it, I can say you might want to tread lightly in saying that it's a boob job. I mean, unless it's like this is your best friend or a family member and you guys have had these conversations and then you just feel comfortable saying those things. That's a different story. But if you don't know someone and you compare it to a boob job, like you got to get your facts right because this is nothing like a boob job. Um, I mean, you got to think about it. Like somebody going in, for a breast augmentation, you know, it's like, it's like breast implants are like adding a soft little pillow into an existing pillowcase. You know what I mean? Like you're just adding some cushion in there with, you get to keep all your tissue. It's going to look great. You're just adding a little bit more oomph. You have tissue and all of these other things to support that implant. And you're going to come out looking the way that you envision in your head. More than likely. I mean, unless, you know, you have just a horrible surgeon. A mastectomy is like tearing the whole damn pillow apart, ripping out all of the stuffing, cutting what's left up, 
and then trying to stretch it all back together. Nothing is going back the way that you think it should. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a completely different thing altogether. And so, you know, I also had in my head that like, I didn't want people saying that to me, like, oh, well, at least you got a boob job out of this. Like, no, no, I would have, I'll give the implants back in a heartbeat, you know, to have, to have no cancer back you know, or to never have gone through this. I definitely would not recommend anyone going through cancer in order to get a boob job in the end. Um, My left breast tried to kill me, so she got cut off. And my right breast was just, you know, collateral damage in that. So, no, it's not a boob job. A mastectomy isn't a major, major surgery. You come out of it with a ton of drains, not being able to use your arms for weeks and weeks on end, not being able to drive, not being able to move essentially at all. It's it's an excruciatingly painful surgery. Um, I've seen people that have gotten a breast augmentation. And yes, I'm not saying that they were not in pain. I mean, depending on how big you go, yes, there's lots of pain and lots of pressure. I've also seen them get over that quite easily. Um, going through a mastectomy, I can say like, you don't just, you don't just wake up the next morning thinking like, Oh, look at these great things on my chest. No, you have no feeling in your boobs. That's the other thing you come away with. Like at least when you're getting a breast augmentation, you get to keep the nerve feeling and sensation. Like there's nothing sexual about a mastectomy. I cannot feel my boobs or my chest in general at all. I can't feel, um, on my left side, I can't feel all the way down to my elbow almost from all the lymph nodes that were removed on that side. So, I mean, there's, it's night and day. And so it is so hard when people try and compare that if they haven't gone through it. I mean, if another breast cancer survivor said to me like, oh, you know, what's your, what, what'd you come out looking like? What's your boob job like? I mean, that's one thing. But then if somebody who just genuinely is naive to the whole situation thinks that it really is like a boob job, it's not. If you really do think that next time you see me, just walk right up to me and ask to see my boobs. And I'll just go ahead and show you that this is not a boob job. (laughs) like my boobs do not look that way. There is skin and there is an implant and there is rippling and, um, there's no cushion. My left side of my boob, left side does not move. There's no movement there. There's so much scar tissue that the thing is as hard as a rock. My right side moves so much, you know, she's just like wiggling around in there everywhere because there's no tissue. There's nothing to hold your breast in place. And so they try and create those pockets and everything with the tissue expanders, but sometimes they don't always work. And that's why I'm saying, you know, you've got to go in for revisions. And so reconstruction is such a big thing. And there's just so many little pieces to think about. And you don't necessarily think about that in the beginning. Um, once that's explained to you that there's, there could be potentially multiple surgeries in order to get to the outcome that you're happy with or the outcome that you feel like you can look in the mirror with every day and be somewhat okay with, that is a lot. And you don't always get a great outcome because your body is different, your skin is different. Um, There are so many things that can happen, you know, infections that can arise or just your body not, you know, the skin not going back together very well. Um, 
It depends on if you have fat grafting, if, if the fat grafting, if it takes or if it doesn't take and if your body absorbs some of the fat. I mean, there's just so many variables um, in this that it makes it such a hard decision. Um, and like I said, the surgery itself was not hard for me. It was all of these emotional and mental aspects that I started thinking about and that I really just started diving deep into as to, you know, I've compl- I've completely changed throughout this process. And um, the thing that that made me change the most was finding confidence when I looked nothing like myself, when I felt nothing like myself or looking in the mirror or walking, even walking past a mirror, um, and doing a double take because you're just like, you know what you've looked like for the majority of your life. And then all of a sudden looking over and just not recognizing that person anymore. Um, is scary but it, and it's life changing. But throughout this entire process, I've always felt like cancer, cancer can change you for the better if you let it and not saying that you were a horrible person before cancer, but everybody, everybody can change. Everybody can improve. Everybody can be happier. Everyone can find confidence in themselves. Really just start to break down like what your inner thoughts are. And never in my life have I ever sat down to do that. You know, I just, I just kept it moving. I just felt like, you know, I just got to be strong for my family at all times. I just need to take on everything with Chris in the military. And my job is just to be the constant. My job is just to be, you know, steadfast and independent and strong. And what I didn't realize was in all of that, I just lost myself. I lost myself in motherhood. Um, I lost myself in being a military wife. I wasn't ever really doing things anymore that was for myself. Um, It was all for my kids. It was all for Chris. It was all for making my parents proud. Um, Doing all of these things where I felt like I wasn't a burden on anybody else. And I just took it. And I internalized it. Um, And cancer blew the lid off that shit and said, you know, you only have one life and how are you living it? And, and going through chemo and, and just physically changing all of these physical changes brought on all these mental changes. And then coming to the breast reconstruction or the breast surgery part, I felt like this is one decision that I can make. I have control of this situation and I have control of how I go forward. And so for me, it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut these things off. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out better. And I'm going to take these scars that are going to be on my chest permanently for the rest of my life. And I'm going to look at them and I'm going to be proud. Um, I remember I was so anxious and excited to see my scars. I was scared. Yes. Um, standing in the bathroom, taking the bandages off after my surgery, I was terrified. I closed my eyes so tight. I had Chris do it. And even he said, I can't, I can't take the surgical bra off. Like I can't. And I said, you have to, like, you have to do it. I, I need us both to see this at the same time. And we took them off and we saw my, you know, the bandages and, um, the stary strips on my scars. And, you know, we both kind of looked at each other and it was just a sigh of relief because, um, 
it didn't look bad. It's not, it's not, um, it's not as horrible as I imagined it would be. And in that, in that moment, taking off those bandages, I just felt completely liberated and I felt completely free and I felt so strong, um, looking in the mirror at, at those incisions and knowing that those scars would be there forever and that they would be a constant reminder of who I have chosen to become out of all of this and that you have the choice to identify all of the things that you, you know, all of the things that you may not like about your life or that you have the choice to identify all of the things that are not making you happy and you have the choice to change them. And I never had a choice whether or not I got cancer. Um, I didn't have a choice necessarily about the treatments that I would have to go through. I had no choice about losing my hair or any of that. But I did have the choice of gaining confidence through it all, of letting it change me emotionally and internally and to, to realize that I'm now a work in progress um, and that every day I get stronger and that every day I'm starting to rip away all of these, you know, all of these expectations as to who I need to be as a woman and all of this stuff. And I'm, and it's just so freeing. It's so freeing to just, to just go out every day, like with a big fuck you to everyone who asks me when I'm going to grow my hair out. I don't want to grow my hair out. I don't, I don't feel like I, I should be expected to want my hair back because I've gone through breast cancer and chemotherapy. Um, just because I chopped off 21 inches of hair before doesn't mean I want 21 inches of hair back. Um, for every time somebody asks me if I'm going to get nipples tattooed on, I don't have any nipples. I'm okay with no nipples. Now when I see a nipple, I'm kind of surprised. I'm like, whoa, you know, like I can't remember what those things look like. So it's all of these expectations that outside people put on you throughout this process. And being able to make the decision on my own to do to, to have the surgeries, to have the reconstruction, to not have nipples, I've gotten to make those decisions. And that is so freeing to just realize that beauty has nothing to do with your outside appearance. Nothing. You, I mean, you could definitely be the most beautiful person on the outside, but you can be so ugly on the inside. And that is what I was dealing with. Um, just to realize that beauty is, beauty is inner confidence. Beauty is being able to look your demons in the face and to overcome them. You know, beauty has nothing to do with the size of your boobs. Beauty has nothing to do with whether you have boobs or not. Beauty has to do with you looking in the mirror and liking what you see. Beauty is an inner confidence. And I'll say it again, self-love is a process um, that takes much longer than a couple months, a couple surgeries, even a couple years or whatever. It's a process to get to the point where you can say F you to everybody else. The only 
opinion that really matters is me. You're the one who has to go to bed with yourself every night and you have to wake up and look at yourself in the morning. So make decisions that make you happy. And especially if you're going through any type of breast cancer, don't let anybody else, don't let your doctors, don't let your significant other, don't let your friends have any type of impact on the decisions that you make as far as surgery goes. Um, that That is solely on, on you. So be confident with it. Know that you have a chance to rewrite your story and that yes, you're going to put clothes on and nobody's even going to know what surgery options you've chosen unless you tell them. But you know, and you have to be happy and comfortable with that. And yes, it's going to be scary. Yes, it's absolutely going to be painful. Um, But cancer is not going to define you. Breast reconstruction is not going to define you. Whatever you choose to do is not going to define you. You you have the choice to become whatever you want to become out of all of this. So boobs, no boobs, implants, no implants, nipples, no nipples, whatever you want to do, you have the choice. And hopefully by making the choice that makes you happy, you will someday be able to look back and know why it all had to happen. <laughs> <laughs>